Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. This is your weekly dose of home and property inspiration, bringing you clever tips and advice from the very best experts and real life Renault stories with your host, Joe Violetta. Welcome to the Dream Home Movement. You're here with me, your host, Joe Violetta, and I have a question for you. Are you ready? I know you can't. I know I can't hear your answer, but let's imagine I can. All right, here we go. Love and home renos. Do they mix well? Hmm. <laughs> now, anyone who's undergone a home renovation would agree, I'm sure, that while the end result is usually amazing, the process can be stressful. The truth is renovations really do have the potential to put a huge strain on your relationships. And this is something that I've noticed through my two years of hosting this show. When I meet with guests that have undergone renovation, so for the real life reno stories, one of the things that they often talk about is how stressful it was and that, yeah, it really tested their relationships. I remember once I even joked, you know, this should be before you get married, you should have to go do a renovation together to see if you're really meant for each other. And if, if you, if the, if your relationship has the metal to, to keep going. So we love renovations, but we love our relationships and our family. So how can we renovate our home without jeopardizing our relationship? Well, you know what? I don't have the answer to that because I'm not a relationship specialist, but I do have someone in the studio who can guide us through this topic. It's Joy Ball, Joy Ball, I can't talk, Joy Ball from Solas Counseling. Have I pronounced that correctly, Joy? Solas Solas Counseling Services. Welcome to, I just tripped up on that. Welcome to the studio, Joy. It's so lovely to have you here. Thank you, Joy. Be here with you tonight. <laughs> it would help if I turned on your mic. <laughs> it's on now. It's all on me. We spent like ten minutes of me giving Joy mic technique, and all that is for nothing if you don't turn on your guest's mic. But thank you so much for coming in tonight. Pleasure to be here. And I'm so happy that you got, are going to guide us through how we can renovate our homes and still keep our relationships <laughs> with our significant others and our family and everyone else who's important to us in our lives intact. Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Joy before we get started. And Joy, this is the very awkward moment of the show where you need to sit here quietly and look at me while I read out your bio. Fabulous. (laughs) Super (laughs) awkward. Here we go. You're ready. Since uh, 2009, Joy has been committed in offering a solution-focused approach to relationship counselling. She has supported many couples and individuals over the years, providing professional support, guidance, and customised strategies, which are all designed to support her clients in building happier and more sustainable relationships. Well, that sounds amazing to me. Now, listen to this next bit, because this is where Joy really has the experience to back up her expertise. 
Joy is also married to a builder and has experienced over the past 30 years the highs and lows of building and renovating many homes. So we're not just getting the theory here, we're also getting the practical. Mm-hmm. So first question, Joy, what do you think, why do you think relationships come under strain during home renovations? Yeah, this is a really good question. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Look, in my professional opinion and also my personal opinion, I believe when we are in the, the bubble of renovation, we prioritise the renovation. We forget to prioritise our relationship. We stop servicing our relationship. Now, one of the things I've always said to my couples, relationships, this, this theory that relationship takes hard work, I don't necessarily agree with it. Because I think if you consistently service your relationship throughout the cycle and the process of your togetherness, then you're never going to do a hard day's work. So what I say when you're in that bubble of renovations is that you focus solely on getting the renovation done. You spend all your time, you commit to there, and the one thing that we forget to do is look at our partner, have time with our partner, and enjoy that moment. And so it's the same thing when we have kids. As, as well as if we're running a business, we tend to prioritise the renovation, we prioritise our children, we prioritise work over and above what's really important and what we're actually here to do is actually have sustainable, happy, fulfilling relationships. So we just tend to get caught up in that process and we forget to service our relationship throughout that. And when I mean service a relationship, I just mean having those times together, whether it's quality time, whether it's just tapping in with each other, whether it's just expressing how much you appreciate the other person, uh, little things, even sticky notes, just little things that service the relationship that we forget during the renovation process. And so what happens during the renovation process is, let's say one partner might have a trade. And so because they've got that experience in that industry, they are going to do a lot of hands-on stuff. Okay, so that takes time. So often you don't have that time during the week because you're working. All right, so you're working during the week and then you have after hours and weekends spending doing the renovation. So all your time and commitment is focused on the renovation. And all of a sudden the partner and the kids might be saying, but where are you? What are you doing? We need, we need you. We need that time. And to... Um, clarify they say well we've got to get this done we want to do this but how awful is it and I see so many couples on my couch who have been through the renovation process they have failed to service their relationship they've prioritized the renovation and their relationship is in crisis and they're close to separation or even divorce simply because their renovation has taken a number of years Wow. And or months. You know, it just mm. takes that time. And it takes that time away from the ones you love. And the reason behind you doing it is because you want that family unit. And so what I see is that when we prioritise the renovation over the family unit, I see so many people who have separated over it for that reason. The other side of it is also the stress levels, um, the disappointments that happen. Because, I mean, often if you're a tradie, you'll get your friends in. They can't commit every weekend so if you've got an electrician or a plaster or a painter they can't commit every weekend and all of a sudden it delays the project 
And so that creates stress and that also creates high emotions and also it can actually create disdain within the relationship because you're frustrated at the end of the day. So why do I think the strain on so many relationships during renovation, and it really is as simplistic as this, is that they stop prioritising their partner, Mm -hmm. the relationship itself. So I've actually got a a couple of little tips today to to share with you and all the listeners um, on how you can, in fact, change that around. Oh, that sounds great. Let us know. <laughs> hit, hit us with them. Hit us with okay. Yeah. All right. So it's a three-step process. Now, communication is powerful and really strong. And I think even if you're during within a um, renovation at the moment or you're thinking of beginning, it's the same thing with a house if you're building new. You, you've got to know these three things. You've got to know why, you've got to know your what's, and you've got to know your how's. Now, your why's are incredibly important. Why are you renovating? Why do you want to build? Why do you want to extend? Okay. What I do see is that without this communication and and being on the same page with your whys, I've seen, for example, the wife or the female partner might say, well, I want to build a family home. So I want this, this and this in it. Okay. And it needs to be special. And they've got an emotional connection. Whereas the male partner might say, well, I'm doing it for uh, resale. So we don't have to do all those things. And because they haven't had that conversation as to what their whys are, they're on completely different pages, sometimes in completely different books. So knowing your why is really important. So this is what I would suggest you do. You both sit down and write your own whys. Why is it important that you start this procedure? Why renovate? Why extend? Why build? Why? What is the reason? And then come together and explain to each other your whys and then collaborate a joint why, why we are doing this. And explain why it's important for you, because if you're separate, why it's important to you. Now, this is the one thing which has been really interesting with my husband and myself. We've never actually done this activity. Oh, really? We always knew our why. Right. We always knew our future intention, what it meant to both of us. And, and where we're going, because we were always communicating what the outcome was going to be. So we knew very clearly what our whys were. So there was never any arguments, never any conflict. Interestingly enough, we really haven't had very many conflicts or arguments ever in the 30 years that we've been together as overbuilding. And we've done many, many, many houses, new and extensions and renovations. We've just known our whys. So we haven't had any conflict in that area. So your why is really important. So why do you want to renovate or why do you want to build? What does it mean to you? So then we come up to our what's and I think the what's are really important. So things like what are your concerns around doing this renovation? Um, What are the benefits of doing it? So these are conversations that you need to have together. Um, What will the budget be? And that's really important. And I think, so this is really interesting because when you're sort of saying, when you said what, I thought, oh, yeah, well, we have discussions around what we want, what we want to do, what we want in that room. But it, it's different, isn't it? Yes. It's a different what. It's, and I don't think we have those deeper conversations around the why and the what. We just kind of lurch into the launch, I should say, into the doing Correct. of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, rather than the the purpose of it that's right Mm. and so you're on different pages so even with my husband and I I've always said to him this is what I've visualized 
And he'll say, well, this is what I've visualised too. And generally we're on the same page, but then I've actually asked him, this is what I want in the kitchen. And he'll say, I don't know if I can do that, but leave it with me. And so very clear with what we both want and what the outcome's going to be. So with regards to the what's, it also comes down to what emotional support that you are going to need from your partner. What physical support? So what I mean by that is, there's another what, (laughs) what I mean by that is often, and I'll just use a traditional family, mum and dad. Usually the dad um, might be a tradie, okay, and taken on the renovation or, or a handyman, okay. And so his time is taken up of this renovation, organising things, participating, doing, whatever that might be, okay. Now, the mother's role might be she needs to look after the children. She'll need to be responsible for that. And this is just a traditional scenario, but it could be vice versa, okay? Or that the, the, the female's role might be, um, okay, you do all the dinners, you do the lunches so I can actually get on with this. You've got to really distinguish what your roles are. I recently spoke to someone and they knew of someone who um, the, the father was actually doing all the after-hours work, spending all this time and um, still having to come in and cook dinners they hadn't actually distinguished the difference and what happens is when you don't have these conversations resentment starts to kick in because you haven't clarified things okay so it's really important to know your what's um what physical support you're going to need what trades you need to bring in so it's really clear what are their availability is there a possibility that it might be delayed they're the what's um also what are your expectations of your partner during the renovation what do you expect from them? Okay, what um, what are your partner's expectations of you? So, as you said before, we just dive in and do, without creating these boundaries, and what our expectations are. So, your what's are really powerful. So, you need to know your why. So, you're on the same page. You need to have a joint why, and you need to start asking your what's. Okay, what does it look like? What does the renovation look like? What colours are we going to choose? Um, what um, issues do we do we anticipate but what time are we going to put aside for ourselves what time are we going to put aside for our family so then we come to the how mm. okay um, the how is how are we going to manage difficult and challenging times how are we going to manage conflict how are we going to manage disappointment? Oh, I thought you were going to say, how do we like? How do we do the renovation? But this is you should be putting into your renovation plan the how of your relationship. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because again, what we find is that we prioritise the renovation, not our relationship. So we're in your why, in your what, in your how. You've got to work out how we're we going to do this, as well as the fundamentals. How are we going to come up with the money? Okay. Um, How are you going to support your partner during this process and how are they going to support you? What does that look like? We're going to go back to the what's. But you've got to know how you're going to do this and you need to make it really clear and it comes down to your communication because what I see also, when they don't have these conversations during the process, it's really hard to actually raise an issue so sometimes um, if a partner has been working non-stop for months and months and months on the renovation um, and then takes time off but go and does something for themselves rather than something with their partner and their family, resentment can certainly kick in. 
But not only that, how do you raise that to your partner? When they've been working really hard for the family, how do you raise that? But hang on, what about me? I'm still here. What about me? And I think in so many different circumstances, we forget about that. Okay, And so it's really hard for people to say, but what about me? I actually need you. I need you to be with me. I need hugs. I need kisses. I need that companionship. I need someone who I can talk to. But you're so busy. And when that happens for quite a few months, that's when resentment kicks in. And it's really challenging for so many couples. And that's why they end up on my couch, so to speak. (laughs) So you want to know how. Um, The biggest thing is how, and I'm going to say this, you need to have a conversation about how you are going to find the time to connect and have these meaningful conversations. And what I would suggest is in this how is to tap in at least once a week. How are you doing? How are we going? How are you handling it? How can I help? So these are the tap in for both sides because it's hard work for both parties. And it's really, really hard to see your partner work incredibly hard. And I've seen this with my husband work incredibly hard over the years um, to, to help with our family. And it is challenging to let that go and find the time with, with your partner and, and also your family. But it's incredibly important because at the end of the day, what's it worth? Mm. Your loss is far greater than the renovation. So true. Yeah. So true. So it's really, really important to tap in to see how you two are going because your, your, your relationship is just the two of you. You've got to tap in to see how you two are going um, and how you're managing it. So would you, for that tapping in, would you schedule an actual time to do it or would you just kind of think to yourself, okay, I know I've got to do this at some stage this week and I'll just – get it in at the opportune moment Mm. or would you go to the length of actually getting out your diaries and matching up a time that you're going to sit down and have this conversation how would how what would that look like that's a look that's a really good question the thing is with us today modern relationships we need to plan particularly with families we have to plan okay i'm sorry to say that spontaneity is in your 20s okay (laughs) Now we're older, we have to plan. So you do need to have to plan each other with your scheduling to tap in and have that. And I do this with relationship counselling because I say to couples, let's plan, and I hate using this word date night, but let's plan a connection time. And particularly with, with couples with kids, it's really hard to do date night. And everyone says date night, oh, we've got to go out for dinner. You can have so much fun at home and on a date night and when the kids are gone to bed, okay? So one of the things I say, plan it. And and I'm actually going to use – can I use the word foreplay? Whoops. Sure. That well, was external voice on live radio. <laughs> well, we've done it now. Do you know what? This show broadcasts live after 7 p.m. Okay. So I think th- – and we've said That's it now like, anyway. I've said it now. Yeah. <laughs> if you've got little ones listening, maybe just pop your earphones yeah. in now. <laughs> no, no, that's as far as it goes. Okay. Okay. So it really is like a date night. It's that anticipation. And I think that's really important too when you're renovating and you plan that time. It's that anticipation to tapping with each other. And you don't have to give yourself hours. Half an hour is usually good. Just half an hour, have a cup of tea, have a drink, whatever works for the two of you, just to take time for the two of you. And so it's also like... Um, what I see with a lot of partners is when they can't, when they don't connect with each other, they tend to try and connect consistently. 
throughout each day. And so if you know you've planned a tap-in at the end of each week, whatever day it is, could be Monday night, it could be Friday night, it could be Sunday night, whatever it works for you, if you've planned a tap-in, you can just say, right, I'm going to write a list of all the things that we need to talk about so that I, we have a full understanding. And that also could come down with, I'm really concerned with um, how long it's taking. How, and here comes the how, how can we make this work that it's more manageable for us? And I think that's the one thing that my hubby and I have used to do, have done over the years. I mean, we've renovated houses where at the end there's only just one existing wall remaining. I mean, we've <laughs> camped down in kitchens. We haven't had kitchens. We haven't had bathrooms. We haven't had laundry. You know, we've but we've made fun of it and we've just camped at the end of the day. And we were incredibly grateful. I mean, I've been really lucky to be married to a builder who is incredibly motivated. So he's he just wants to complete it so that we can move forward, which has been fantastic. And I've been really lucky. But because he's a builder, our subbies have always been there. So again, really fortunate. But I understand when you're doing it as an owner builder, you are relying and the subbies do prioritise their builders. There's no doubt about that. Um, but it's, it is important to understand that your priority is and will always be your relationship and then get your innovation done because you could actually have some fun with it. Mm. If you're communicating, you can actually get some fun. And the whole idea of this reduces the stress levels. So your health will benefit as well. Well, I like the sound of that. Mm. So we've got the why, the what... And the, and the how. how. Yes. Yes. Now, just to help um, everyone who's listening out there, if you actually need a list of the questions. Oh, that would be great. So you don't have to furiously take notes. No. no. So so I've um, – you're going to pop it on the bottom of the podcast? The, yes, yeah. Yes, so if you're we'll listening to the, the live show, you can um, – You can DM me on yes. Facebook or Instagram. So it's Solace Counselling Services. So just message me. So you would like the, the relationship – uh, renovation sheet I'm going to call it a cheat sheet I love it cheat sheet um, and I'll have some questions under the the how what and why's um, and I can just email it straight to you as a, a pdf file oh perfect nice and simple. perfect and if you're listening to the podcast version of the show I will have a link to uh, that you'll be able to sign up for the the cheat sheet as well and it'll just get emailed to you instantly I would imagine yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) it's there it's in your inbox it's in it's in (laughs) that's really handy that's really handy so uh sorry everyone if you were furiously taking notes you don't need to no you don't we've got you I've got the cheat sheet it's all good we've looked at how to protect your relationship and keep it healthy from a relationship counsellor's perspective but what about from a builder's perspective? So your husband is a very experienced builder. Yes, he is. He's done a lot of renovations and builds with you, but mm-hmm. he also would have done a lot of builds and, and work with other couples and families and probably observed sort of, yeah. <laughs> the you know, what they're going through and their yes. dynamic. So from his perspective, what are, what are his tips? Okay. So look, when I asked him, what are your tips, just from a builder's perspective to help, help me help you at home, is the first thing he said, look, in any extension, particularly renovation, always add 20% to your budget. Now, for those of you who have renovated or have extended, you will always come across unforeseen costs. There might be um, 
you know, you, you might choose different appliances or there might be increases in different areas or that there might be supporting beams that you may have to have with and not knowing when you start a renovation. So his suggestion is always add 20%. Now, I'm going to say this to you that if you add 20% and you can't afford the extension, you can't afford the renovation, you need to rethink it. Yeah. Because I do know from experience that renovations do blow out financially and that creates stress and the next thing you know not only are people disengaged from their relationship they're also um, having to cope with the stress of the financial and not knowing whether it's going to be finished or not so his advice was always add 20 percent okay um just consider it at the end of the day and then decide what you can do come under the what's and how how are you going to do this um the next one it was a bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment that he said to me which I laughed he said look my biggest suggestion is always get a builder a registered builder who's been referred to you I like that tip I think it's tongue out of cheek well look it makes sense and I Mm. can see that often just getting a builder in you know what your costs are um, and not only that it takes the stress off you so the, yes, there's some things um, as a homeowner you're going to have to go and do and choose different tiles, paints, that sort of thing. But you're not having to manage the trades. So he said, get get a builder that's been referred. Um, even go and see some of their their job sites just so you get a bit of an idea. You can do drive bys. Um, some builders will also actually say you can ring certain clients. Um, you know they're happy to share. If they're happy with their builder, they're happy to share. Okay, um, so that's what he suggested. You know, just get get a qualified registered builder um, who who has experience, of course, but also it's been referred to you. So they were his two tips. The other thing is um, enjoy and have fun with it. I like that, mm. and I think that's really important because, and I think that's what people lose is that let's let's just make the most of having some fun with it and just include everybody in the process. Yeah. Ah, oh, so if you've got kids, include them. Yes. Yeah. I can't begin to tell you how many walls my two children have demolished over the years. You know, um, my son would get in the wheelbarrow while my husband would, you know, wheel wheel things around, and so they became involved in in what we were doing as well, which is great, and they know the process just as as much as what we do, which is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. So get everybody involved and um, have a bit of fun with it. So there, his three tips. I love it. I love those two. They're all very good tips. Now, we've got a couple of signature questions for okay. the show. Mm-hmm. So first one, a little bit of reminiscing okay. um, or traveling, traveling sort of in a bit of a time machine. What is your favorite interior design or architectural style from a bygone era? Okay. Well, I've had a few over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Hubby and I were talking about this the other day and – we we went through, remember in the, the early 90s, the the half cathedral ceiling or the raked ceiling and even with the exposed timber trusses during that period. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. They were huge They then. were huge. I can remember my husband making me a, a very special and we would take it in turns and we would actually try and dust the exposed timber trusses because oh. dust would collect on them. <laughs> and you don't think of that when you're no. sort of planning your village, like yes. this would look amazing, but the practicality yeah. is, yeah, 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 yeah. It's amazing. Dust. And the other thing um, which we had, which again was horrendous now thinking back, was do you remember the glass roofs? So often you'd have the glass roofs over the the, uh, the dining table mm-hmm. or just that little nook you'd have and you have a glass roof. 
We had, um, in Mount Martha actually, we had glass second story. In fact, the glass came from Crown Casino. So we're going back when that was first built. Oh, wow. Yes, we are that old. And so the glass went down from the top story raked to meet the, the sliding door cavities there. Um, I think that's what you call it, but it doesn't matter. So we had this glass roof and trying to clean that was two stories. Trying to clean a glass roof two stories high was just horrendous. So, And even the heat that penetrated through the glass roof. So looked good in the 90s. Um, (laughs) I don't know what it would look like now in, in, you know, in 2020, but it was really fashionable back then. Oh, look, I thought flannelette shirts were fashionable in the 90s. So (laughs) I totally get where you're coming from. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So they're sort of my favourites that I reflect back on and I have a giggle at because they were fun to do at the time and they were different and they were out there and um, but now reflecting back thinking oh there's no way I'd do that now <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it and when you hear the phrase dream home mm. what does that mean to you okay so for me it's something different dream home is safe dream home is somewhere where I can just unwind and relax my family can be um, dream home for me is just something that's serviceable for my needs and my family's needs and the other side of it is you want to be able to go home and go, yes, I'm home. And that's a dream home for me. You can decorate it, you can do all these things, but if it doesn't have that feel, mm. it's just not a dream home. Yeah. And I think we spend so much time and energy in trying to make it look like a dream home that we, we don't put the energy into the feel of the place. And so there's been some homes that we've lived in over the years that I've been quite connected to, some homes that I haven't, that I haven't had that um, comfort internally, that emotional comfort. Um, the one that we're in now, a house that we're in now, um, it's my favourite and and I just can't wait to get home and just, just it's home. Yeah. Dream home's home. Is there something in particular about that home? Can you put your finger on it? Um, for us, it's a transition. So um, our children are moving out mm-hmm. um, and so it, it needed to be a space where we were comfortable in. It's a transition for us at the moment. But not only that, it's it's near the beach. What can, what can I say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we walk on the beach and we can take our dog for walks and, um, yeah, it's just for that, it's just that entire feel of that location that we can relax and unwind. And even when in the middle of winter, it's just it's just a really nice, comfortable space that we've created um, without the stress and tension, which is lovely. And so that's a dream home for me. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Now... If people would like to explore this topic further around renovating and keeping their relationship nice Mm -hmm. and healthy, there's a few things they can do. So they can download the cheat sheet. Yes, so message me now if you need need it. Just message me on um, Facebook or Instagram, Solace Counselling Services, S-O-L-A-C-E, Counselling Services. Um, You could head there. My website, I'll try and get that up on the website over the next week or so. Um, But certainly message me with uh, your email address and just say, can I have the renovation relationship cheat sheet? I've got your hows, whys and uh, what questions there that you can sit down and have a conversation perfect for if you are in the middle of renovating let's just take a break and let's regroup and start asking these questions so you are really clear for the rest of the renovation 
Um, so you can contact that. But the one thing I'm actually quite excited about, I have to say, Joe, is over the next couple of months, I'm actually doing an online course and it's called Conscious Communication. Sounds amazing. So by the time the podcast comes out, mm-hmm. I reckon it'll be... It'll be up and running, hopefully. Great. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. So it'll be a guide on how to be able to communicate because sometimes it's really hard to express our needs and our feelings and we, we do a little bit of mind reading and assume our partner will know. Um, so this is this conscious communication is about supporting you and your partner in building that connection through conversation, through communication. So it'll be a step-by-step program. I'm going to try and keep it as affordable as I can and you'll be able to access on my website which is solacecounsellingservices.com.au but that's going to be out in the next couple of months. And that'll be an online? It will be an online program and with yeah. videos and video it will come with a program as a um, as a package so you'll be able to get the sheets um, it'll be uh, slides it'll be guidance it's me guiding you Amazing. in different stages through how you can build that communication up mm. oh, that sounds so good i'm really excited about it. Oh, i can't wait to get be. that out there to people so you know, in all honesty, I don't want them to come to me. Mm-hmm. I actually want them to be able to work on it at home and build. And if this can be a guide, fantastic, fantastic. Have the tools that they need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's wonderful. So uh, thank you so much, Joy. I really, I know I got a lot of value out of our conversation. I'm sure that our listeners got a lot of value out of it as well. There is another side to renovating mm-hmm. that's so important to weave into your plan and that's how you're going to keep your relationships and your family the most important thing, nice and healthy, and how you're yeah. going to look after that. Now, just a reminder if you want to get more information if you want to find joy follow joy you can do that at a few different places so instagram solace solace why can't i pronounce say solace tonight (laughs) honestly like i've got this i'm adopting this weird accent whenever i say solace (laughs) solace counseling services uh, on instagram or on Facebook, again, just Solace Counselling Services. And also the website is solacecounsellingservices.com.au. Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. That was so much fun. Thanks for joining us on the Dream Home Movement. Be sure to come over and say hi on Facebook and Instagram. I hope that your Dream Home projects are going well, and I look forward to chatting with you again next week.